0: using profanity of topics may be disturbing for some listeners listen at your own risk welcome to hell on hills podcast i'm bryce i'm amanda and hello
1: welcome to the chaos 74 chaos number 74 of 74 yes okay (laughs) (laughs) well Um, that's a lot we've been doing
0: this for a minute next week it'll be 74 of 75
1: Yes, next week yes. this one will be
0: 74 yes. up 7. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So if you're listening right now next week we add. I don't know why I'm clarifying this like we haven't been doing this for over a year. I don't know why
1: I'm just going with it and not stopping you. yeah because it's great fun. It is
0: actually. Well, how are you?
1: Uh pretty good. Do you want I, I told you I had something to show you. Do you want to see yep.
0: it? Yep, show me now. Okay did you rob a bank or are you showing me a bag of money that's exactly how did you know <laughs> it was just a lucky guess glasses are those yeah, brand
1: new they are your girl's nearsighted as <laughs> shit <laughs> i'm so, so excited to read the taco bell menu without squinting without squinting i don't know why i always get the same thing mexican pizza but you I gotta make options. sure it's
0: still on there yes exactly and what if one day they add like some sort of variation of the Mexican pizza? I don't know. I will buy it. Period at exactly. the end. That's that's
1: all you need to know. Well, they look good. Thank you. They're purple. That's the only reason I got them. Now everything's glaring off of them.
0: You but didn't get the you didn't get the good stuff. Actually, no, mine are just all scratched up. So.
1: Oh, is that all I have to do? Should I just go at them with like a fork and then they'll yeah. stop glaring? Well,
0: even better is if you take them and then just rub them on concrete. You might not be able to see through them anymore. I can take them out to the carport, and then that's like good to go. It's yeah, fine. In my defense, my glasses are almost a year old now, <laughs> so they've seen
1: a lot. Mine are a week old. Yeah, you, yours are fine. I can read signs when I'm driving now. It's wild. You you couldn't before? No, I have
0: re- like well, I have okay. really bad eyesight. What type of <laughs> signs are we talking about here?
1: uh street signs like that say the names of the streets i can't read them until i'm like really close up
0: you could see like i still i can't read those until i'm close up that's because i'm still blind with glasses
1: when i was in animal control i used my gps because i could not see the street signs
0: i'm not in animal control and i still use my gps (laughs) well i mean i do use it but
1: not as much
2: okay well i'm enjoying them
1: it's a whole new world
2: a whole new world with vision
1: abundantly clear. <laughs>
0: Sorry. I have something to show you I'm as ready. well. I've got to pull it up. Hold on. So I know you've been so excited to hear all the IVF stuff. Uh-huh. We had our IVF consultation last Wednesday.
1: Okay. So we so, get, we get we get an update.
0: Yeah. So I started the suppression, um, which is basically just birth control to suppress ovulation and eggs for maturing. So I will be on birth control, which it always makes me laugh because I'm like, this is the opposite of what we're doing, but whatever. But like, I also understand why.
1: No, I was thinking that because at first I was like,
0: yeah, that feels counter
1: counterproductive there. But
0: well, it's because um, basically what they're goal is is they're going to be attempting to um so typically when you ovulate it's one one egg one mature egg that you ovulate so they have to suppress your cycle your ovulation from Mm -hmm. starting um so that you're not releasing the one mature egg because at a certain point they're going to start giving you hormones and different things um so that your ovaries produce multiple mature eggs instead of just the one so they have to suppress it so that you don't ovulate in the one single one doesn't mature prematurely
1: so basically they have all your eggs in a corral and they're just not letting them
0: go until they're ready sure they're all little baby (laughs) eggs right now too Mm
2: -hmm. they're not mature
0: yet so it's like a a litter like there's a uh (laughs) i don't know a litter of something i don't know
1: there's a litter litter of pre-babies just they're getting ready to be
0: babies (laughs) we hope (laughs) but i will be on that until early april and then on april 5th i will have an appointment for blood work and an ultrasound basically what that's going to do is just validate that the suppression worked and that i didn't end up ovulating for any reason and so on starting on april 8th i start poking myself with the needles so i'll start a medication Um, And then I'll take that daily until I don't even know when. But then April 12th, we'll start doing like ultrasounds almost like every other day is what it's going to feel like. Like, I don't even have the exact dates after April 12th. The only appointments I know are the 5th and the 12th. Mm -hmm. Um, But basically, we'll start doing ultrasounds for them to monitor when it's time to do the egg retrieval. And the egg retrieval will be the week of April 17th. So this is all like super, this is like in like two, three weeks.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this is really close.
2: Mm-hmm. You're
1: going uh, to uh, you're gonna get to bust out those socks pretty quick.
0: Bust out the, oh yeah. Well, no, no, no. Because mm-hmm. this is the retrieval. So this okay, will just be okay, okay. The ret- taking the eggs and then for the um, implantation, that'll be in May. Because he told me we're not doing fresh implantation, we're doing frozen for all of them. So they're going to freeze all the embryos created instead of, like, taking one and being like, this one didn't get frozen. Here you go. They're just going to freeze them all. Is that better? Uh, The reason he's doing it is because I also have PCOS. And so based off of that, he's like, it's going to be better to do a frozen because you're more likely to have some of, like, the more negative Side effects from the retrieval. <laughs> Great. Okay. Right. Um, so basically it's, I can't remember what it's called, but the idea behind it is that you're, because of all the medications and all the stuff, basically your ovaries will start just to swell significantly, if Great. I remember correctly. So okay. they want to make sure that that doesn't happen before mm-hmm. they do the um, transfer. Okay. So, but frozen means more medication and unfortunately more shots.
1: Wow, isn't that lucky? Yep. Yep.
0: Why wouldn't I need more shots? You're going to be a shot-taking pro by the end of this. I very specifically asked him, what can I take to numb the area first? Or what can I do? And he's like, we got you. I was like, okay. Pour they- liquor on it. Whiskey, I think. That's to sterilize, not to numb. Okay.
1: That's- so just drink it then. I can't drink alcohol either. Boy, they really take all the fun out of this, don't they?
0: Yeah, like it's going to be fun, any of it. No, but we're, it feels like we're sprinting all of a sudden because it's like, oh, wow, April's almost here. I feel like you were
1: just telling me that you made your first appointment and we're doing homework yesterday. I think it was. It was, it was definitely (laughs) like 12 hours ago.
0: It was like 10 seconds ago is what I told you. Now we're moving on. (laughs) Yeah. But that's where we're at. So I just thought you'd like the update. And they made me a whole ass calendar on their app. Oh, that's nice. I wonder who did that. Their IVF coordinators.
1: <laughs> that's a thing? Yeah. How do you get that job? Do you have to be a doctor? No. Do you just have to be like a damn good scheduler? Probably.
0: They might have like MAs doing it, medical assistants. That but... seems right.
1: It just doesn't seem like a job that would say, you know, like a high school diploma
0: I bet you anything, you could probably do it with a high school diploma. Because they're doing it based off of what my doctor tells them.
1: Could, yes, but would they hire that person?
0: I don't, know. I don't know. No clue. I just know that they are the IVF coordinator team, because there's like six of them that I'm always getting messages from. And I'm like, which one are you? I don't know you. Yeah,
1: that sounds like something I'm not qualified for. I'm not organized enough
0: just make yourself organized enough. I'll work on that. Well, that's my update. Do you have anything else? Nothing I can think of. Okay. Well, we were thinking today about the Netherlands because they are brand new to listening mm-hmm. to us. Um, so welcome, our friends in the Netherlands. Hi, guys. Hola. Oh, wait, you guys don't speak Spanish. Um, hello. I don't know your... Do they speak English? I don't know. Probably. Well, if they're listening to us, I'm assuming whoever it is speaks English. Hello, Netherlandians. No, that's not right. Dutch?
1: Yes. Isn't it Dutch? Y'all, I'm so sorry. Probably should have paid more attention in school, but I didn't. Yeah, it's the Dutch. Oh, I'm great. I've got this. See, I know things about things.
0: It says English is an official language in the Netherlands as well. So, hello.
1: Okay, so visit the Netherlands is what okay. I'm hearing.
0: Why haven't we? We're we're going tomorrow. Surprise. Thank God I don't have to go to work. Okay, <laughs> I'll call in now. Hold on, let me get my phone. Uh, okay, you, you do that. Uh, oh, wait, I can't do that. I've got the interview tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. we'll postpone it. We'll postpone it. Anyways, I also have an interview tomorrow for a management position within the company I'm already working. I'm excited, but if I don't get it, I'm not worried about it. But I'm just excited because I got a cute outfit for it and promptly showed Amanda.
1: (laughs) Please wear that outfit like
0: every day, every
1: Wednesday. On Wednesdays, you wear pink.
0: On Wednesdays, we wear pink. I bought a pink blazer for it. So, all right. Well, if you guys also are listening and you want to see pictures from any of the episodes, we do post those on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, you can find all of our things on Linktree as well. So I guess I should give you our handles for the things. Twitter, Hell on Heels Pod, Facebook, Instagram, Hell on Hills Podcast, Linktree. If you just search Hell on Heels Podcast Linktree, that'll come up. Um, if you guys want to join us on Discord, you can join us on Discord. Um, that is linked on all the things as well. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And then our Patreon is also up and going. We've got a couple fun games on there. We're working on more specials. Uh, You also get early access to episodes when you're a patron um, and special shout outs and fun things like that. So that is all up and going. Is there anything else before we jump into my story? No, I don't know why I'm excited for this one. Is it because I told you I was excited? Probably, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited for, not for, like, the entire story, but for, like, the ending. I'm, I'm excited to finish, is what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. So, have you ever heard of Bobby Joe Long? I do not think I have. Okay. Robert Joseph Long, or Bobby Joe, was born in Canova, West Virginia, on October 14th, 1953. His parents were Joe and Luella Long?
1: Ooh, um, Luella.
0: That's a pretty okay. name. Before I continue, I had Luetta and Luella, so I'm not sure what her name is. It's either Luetta or Luella.
1: I'm going to call her Luella because I think that's pretty.
0: Okay. Now, Bobby Joe was actually born with a genetic disorder. He was born with an extra X chromosome, which is also known as 47XXY. This is actually a very specific variant of Kinfelter syndrome. And the primary features of Kinfelter syndrome... Includes infertility, small, poor functioning testicles, weaker muscles, greater height, poor motor coordination, less body hair, breast growth, and decreased interest in sex. And this typically affects men. To my understanding, it only affects men.
1: This sounds like a recipe for an aggressive, insecure person. Um, But I'm also saying
0: that because this is a true crime podcast. Uh huh. So basically this condition from like the basic reading, and I didn't do a deep dive into this. I could have. There was a lot of reading, but I did not. But basically what I gathered is overall, this condition is going to cause your body to produce excessive estrogen. So you get more of the feminine or female traits, or as what I like to call them, the badass traits. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. For Bobby Joe Long, this genetic condition would show itself to him when he was a little bit older and he would develop larger breasts. Oh boy, he's going to get picked on. Yeah, you can imagine he was teased as a child for this, but he would also have a breast reduction at a fairly young age. What age that was, I don't know, but I'm assuming it was probably teens that he did have that breast reduction. In his childhood, he had also been involved in several accidents that resulted in head injuries. The first was reportedly as early as five years old. Oh my. And at some point in his adolescence, his parents would split, and he would actually form a dysfunctional relationship with his mother. Uh When we say dysfunctional, we mean that he slept in her bed with her until he was at least 13 years old. Oh, right. Whole-ass teenager.
1: Okay. All right. Doesn't feel... (laughs) I'm not a psychiatrist.
0: According to reports, he also really resented most of his mother's uh, short-term boyfriends that she would bring home. And he just, he hated it. He did not enjoy any of them. Oh boy, this is not looking good here. He would go on to enlist in the army and he would suffer another head injury in a motorcycle accident. Now, while he was in the hospital for treatment from this accident, he began having violent and unpredictable outbursts. And they said this is where it kind of started developing or at least showing more. He also became highly, highly obsessed with sex. As in, while he was in a full-body cast in the hospital recovering from this motorcycle accident, it was reported that Long found a way to relieve his urges up to five times a day. What? In a full-body cast? In a full-body cast.
1: What poor person had to sit there and count how many times a day he relieved his urges? I
0: don't know, and I don't think we want to know. Nope. mm I already know too much. Yep. He would go on to marry his high school sweetheart, Cynthia, in 1974. Together, they would have two children, but they would go on to to divorce in 1980. During their marriage, he was still having these violent, unpredictable outbursts, and a lot of these were played out on Cynthia. In one report, it stated that he had choked Cynthia until she was unconscious and slammed her head against a television.
1: For what? Just... The argument? Just because he's a dick?
0: Something like that.
1: Oh, okay. Dick.
0: Sometime in all of this, Long actually joins the medical field as an x-ray tech. So he's not a doctor, but he is in the medical field. He has a little bit of knowledge there. Now, after the divorce, starting sometime around 1981, Long would begin terrorizing the Fort Lauderdale, Ocala, Miami, and Dade County residents. He would become what was known as the classified ad rapist. So he would begin contacting women through the penny saver and other similar classified ads when he would connect with them. And when he found a woman that was alone, he would ask her if he could use the restroom. Typically, he would find ads of women like selling furniture and like inquire and be like, oh, you're selling this mattress. Can I come get it? And then when he's like, oh, you're home alone, he would ask if he could use the restroom or possibly force his way in. Um, once forced his once he forced his way in, or if he used the bathroom, he would pull out what was called his rape kit and he would hold these women at knife point, find rape, and rob these women. That feels like it happened really fast. These are just the ones that are known about. If it happened before, there's no evidence or anything to show that he was actively attacking anyone beforehand. But this is also about a year probably after his divorce from Cynthia. So it's believed that he's lashing out from their divorce. And also he was already lashing out at Cynthia prior to that. So he's just angry and taking it out on innocent
1: people. Yes.
0: Long would be convicted for rape in 1981, but he was able to successfully appeal this conviction and ultimately the charges would end up being dropped for this case. And so he served no time. What the heck? I couldn't find a lot of details on that as a whole but moving on in 1983 now keep in mind during this entire time he is still the classified ad rapist in 1983 Longwood moved to tampa bay and in march of 1984 he would be on probation when he would rape and strangle um, artist Anne wick Anne had reportedly hitchhiked from gas city indiana all the way to tampa florida she had a fiance she was just 20 years old Her body would not be found until November 22nd, 1984. And artist Ann Wick is his first victim of 10 murders, specifically murders.
2: Holy. Okay.
0: Over the next eight months long would go on this killing frenzy. It started with artist Ann Wick who was killed on March 27th, 1984. Her remains were found on November 22nd, 1984. And then Peggy or Lana Long, who is 19, she was killed on May 13th. And all of this is in 84. Um, so she was killed on May 13th, remains also found on May 13th. Michelle Denise Sims, 22, killed on May 27th, remains found on May 27th. Linda Nuttle, she was assaulted, but she survived. So she, I've added her to the victim list. You're going to hear me go through 12 names. But she was assaulted in May of 1984. Elizabeth Loudenback, 22, she was murdered on June 8th, 1984, and her remains were found on June 24th. Um, Vicki Marie Elliott, 21, she was murdered on September 7th, her remains were found on November 16th. Chanel Williams, 18, murdered on October 7th, her remains were discovered on October 7th. Karen Disfriend, 28, she was murdered on October 14th, 84, remains also discovered on October 14th. Uh, Kimberly Hopps, 22, murdered on October 31st, 1984, remains found on October 31st, 1984. Lisa McVeigh, 17, she was assaulted on November 3rd, eighty-four, but she survived. Uh, Virginia Lee Johnson, 18, killed on November 6th, 1984, remains discovered November 6th, 1984. Kim Swan, 21, she was killed on November 11th, 1984, remains discovered on November 12th,
1: 1984. Okay. So a lot of these are like
0: really close to get, what are you doing are you not does he yeah. not have anything else to do at this time i don't know at uh, the entire point but he did not have a job at some point towards the end um i don't know if from the beginning he didn't have a job either but i know at that end he was unemployed
1: good god
0: yeah and i did include a collage of all of the victims which by the way i'm real proud i made that myself so that i knew who was who um the only victim missing from there is linda nuttle she was one of the ones that survived and i didn't really want to dig up her picture anyways like mm. she's living out her life and i didn't want yeah, to let her live the victims just like you're reading a book um same as how i went across so artists um lana michelle elizabeth vicky chanel karen kimberly virginia kimberly and then lisa so i did move lisa to the very end but those are our victims Now, of the victims, five of them were sex workers. Two of them were exotic dancers. One was a factory worker. One was a student. One had an unknown job. Like they were kind of everywhere. He mostly did target sex workers. He would target young, vulnerable women. Uh, He would persuade or force them to enter his car. There he would proceed to rape and torture them. The victims were typically found in some sort of decomp, some only days, others months. So it, it typically. I mean, it took them, I mean, a lot of them were found same day, but a lot of them also, it took them time to discover. They were found near rural roadsides or dragged into the woods. And often the victims were found bound and or naked. Many would have a leash type ligature around their neck. One victim had been posed in a way that Long had to basically break her hips to get her legs in the position they were in. Good God. Uh, I th- I believe that was post-mortem. So she didn't feel that. But he, he was posing them.
1: I don't know if that's better or worse. Like, obviously it's better that she didn't have to
0: live through it. But, like, it's just... You already killed her and tortured her. Just let her be. I will get into it. Ugh. Many victims were strangled. Others had their throats cut. One had been shot, shot and killed that way. And... Police were just kind of like, we don't even know what to think. Uh, Most victims were taken from the same area, but at the rate and severity of the crime, the investigation starts to ramp up. Offices investigating this case would include the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office, the FBI, Tampa Police Department, the Pasco County Sheriff's Office, and Florida Department of Law Enforcement. So they wanted his ass. Yes. Yes. The investigating officers knew that all of these were linked, even though some of them looked very different. Some of them were bound. Some of them weren't. Some of them were strangled. Some of them were um, throat slit. Like, they're like, this is just so crazy. There's not a very clear, concise MO here. But they did see most of the victims were bound and posed. Okay, they can connect those ones pretty easily. And with the help of the FBI, they were actually able to identify red fibers on most of the victims Hmm. and all of these red fibers matched one another they were also able to identify tire tracks that were so unique that the fbi did not have the tires documented in their extensive database at the time the hell police would actually travel to ohio to get clarity from a tire expert that would help identify the tires and what they said was, this is like a standard tire that is put on brand new Cadillacs. So they're like, all right. So we know that this tire that he has like a couple Goodyear tires and then a couple of these really weird, unique ones. Also, at least one of the tires had the black wall out.
1: They knew that from the tracks? Yes. This is okay. Yeah. That's just, just blew my mind. That's like. Looking at a footprint and being that, being like, that guy's left-handed and he doesn't have a right hand. Like, (laughs) how
0: do you, okay. I'm assuming it's the pattern on it. They just kind of were able to see, like, the the typical pattern on this. This should be on the outside if the black wall were in. Okay. That makes sense. It's
1: still just, it's mind-boggling to me that people can do stuff like
0: that. Yeah. And it was, it was one of those unique tires that had the black wall out, too. Okay. So, I mean... So he's just trying to get caught by these tire people. Uh, Well, he's just driving around. (laughs) And police at this point, they're just doing everything they can just to find any evidence. But every time there's a victim and nothing additional, you just hear them like in all of the documentaries I watched, you just hear them go, we were just waiting for the next victim. Like there was nothing else we could do. We didn't have anything. They looked into multiple of the women's like boyfriends uh, in their lives and kind of looked at some of the suspects there, but nothing ever played out. Either they had an alibi or there just wasn't anything to link them.
1: That's got to be like, because I've heard that before. And when that happens, you know, people get the people in these cities and towns, the public, they get upset sometimes. I'd say most of the time, like this is happening really often and I would probably get upset too, but. I can't imagine being that cop, being like, we basically waiting on someone else to
0: be attacked so they can have something to catch him with. Well, I I don't think they're sharing that with the public, but they're, I mean, they were really quick to bring the FBI in. In the second, on the second victim is when they brought FBI in. Because they're like, there were enough, the second victim that they had already found. Mm -hmm. Um, They said there was enough similarities. They needed to see if they were tied together. And the FBI did identify that red fiber. Mm -hmm. and so which they weren't expecting the FBI was like well if after a certain amount of time out in the in the elements we typically don't expect to get fiber evidence and they did so so they were at least going at it
1: it sounds it's from the beginning
0: oh yeah every after that point they were sending like all of the victims everything they found sending it looking for that fiber they were looking for tracks like they were doing everything they just didn't have anything To go off of. Yeah, that's gotta be so frustrating. That's until police would get their unexpected break in the case. And that was Lisa McVeigh. She is one of the victims that survived. Lisa was just 17 years old in 1984. She didn't have the easiest childhood at a young age. She was in and out of foster care. Her mother was reportedly a drug and alcohol addict. Um, Her mother would force her to move in with her grandmother at the age of 14. And this, to my understanding, was so that Lisa could help care for her grandmother. Unfortunately, Lisa's grandmother had a boyfriend who would sexually assault Lisa. Jesus. Okay. So she. Because her life just needs that. Well, we, yeah. Mm. So she stated that this man would put a gun to her head every time he molested her for three years. Oh, God. Because it started her. when she was 14 all the way to when she was 17. Oh, my God. She also stated that from a young age, at least two, she had already been physically and sexually abused. So she's already a victim. Like her entire life, she has just
2: this whole thing.
0: Yeah. To my understanding, her grandmother and mother were aware of the abuse at the hands of the grandmother's boyfriend. Okay, come on, guys. So her home life was terrible. And it was so bad that within the first couple days of November 1984, she had actually written a suicide letter. Oh, my God. She's just 17 years old. Now, on November 3rd, 1984, 17-year-old Lisa McVeigh would be riding her bike home from work in the early morning hours around 2.30 a.m. She'd worked at a Krispy Kreme, um, had worked late that night, and she's just riding her bike home. That's when Bobby Joe Long would abduct and blindfold her. He would force her into his car at gunpoint, he would demand that she strip, and he would proceed to demand sexual acts. He would go on to tie her up, he would take her to his home, bound and gagged, and he went to the lengths of even reclining her seat back so that no passing cars or pedestrians could see a blindfolded woman in his car. Again, he's holding her at gunpoint this entire time. According to Lisa, upon arriving at his home, he would force her into the bathroom, take the blindfold off, but tell her to keep her eyes closed. And he would force her to get in the shower and bathe. And she said it was really weird. She described it as if he were showering with, like, a girlfriend.
1: This was before anything?
0: Well, I mean, something had already happened. Yeah, because he demanded sexual acts in the car. Okay, So he's in this sick, twisted fantasy world.
1: Because you said they're in there together as
0: well. Yes. Okay. Yep. Now, for the most part, when in his home, she did what he wanted her to. And this came down. She said she believed this was because she was already a victim of molestation and abuse. And she knew that fighting back would cause her to be beaten or killed. And at this point, something clicked in her, and she was like, I have to fight. I have to live. He would go on to rape her repeatedly in his home. And like I said, her survival mode kicked in. While she was blindfolded, she she described it as like clenching her jaw so that when he put the blindfold in, her jaw was clenched. And then when she relaxed it afterwards, she could see it because it was a little looser. She could see out underneath a little bit. Oh, wow. So she would peek under the blindfold to try to memorize as many details as she could. She also began leaving fingerprints in just any location that she could. And those were very, like, intentional. So most of the prints were left on services in Long's bathroom. And she just went in and just was touching things. She's just... She's so smart. She is a survivor. She's Yeah, she's a survivor. She's just kicking in and her brain... First of all, 17 years old. I would never have thought of that.
1: I'm 33. And to clinch my my jaw to make a blindfold looser, like, that would she's a bad bitch Mm -hmm.
0: so she's she's just reading him like she already knows what an abuser is like so she's this entire time is just trying to read him and she's trying to to basically tell him what he wants to hear and she goes on to a point where she tells bobby that she could be his secret girlfriend no one has to know how they met and she would also gain sympathy by telling him she was the only child and her father or one of her parents was very ill and she was their caretaker. She would even go so far as to ask him why he was doing this to her. And he would tell her that it was that he was doing it to get back at women and that he had been through a bad breakup.
1: Okay. Was so sad for you. Are we supposed to care? Plenty of people get broken up with and they don't go out and do this.
0: Well, I'm not arguing. <laughs> Eventually, she is able to convince him to release her. She had endured this torture for 26 hours. Oh my god. Long would take her to a remote location and instruct her to keep the blindfold on for five minutes so that he could drive away. Some reports stated that the blindfold had been on the entire time. Others stated that he had taken the blindfold off and she had seen his face. The documentaries where Lisa was actually in it... She said she never saw his face with her eyes, but she saw it with her hands. She had gotten him so comfortable that she had been able to touch his face. So he releases her, she gets home, and reportedly when she arrives home, her, her torment was not over. She would be beaten by her grandma's boyfriend and interrogated for five hours about where she was for the past 26 hours. Initially, they didn't believe that she had been kidnapped. But after they realized how consistent her story was, they would call the police. Now, not all reports will state that. Not all reports state that. So how truthful that is, I'm not sure. It never stated that in any of the documentaries. Nothing like that. But that is one of the reports.
1: If that's true, I hope all of those people are in some kind of better place.
0: I wouldn't call it a better place. That I hope they're at.
1: I hope they step on Legos
0: like every day.
1: By a better place, I mean far away from her. I hope her pillow's always cold. I hope her flip-flops never break.
0: She, we're, we'll talk. So, they go to police and police would come to connect her abduction to the string of murders. And they were able to do this by connecting fibers found on her clothes to that of the other victims. Oh, hell yeah. Because of Lisa's will to survive and what she was doing, she was making mental notes left and right. She was like, okay, this and this. She had been able to give a lot of descriptions about the captor, the vehicle, his home, the route they took to police. She was able to give him, uh, give police his vehicle because she had seen the word Magnum on his dashboard. And that was like the make of the car. Hmm. She also could somewhat tell the route that they took from seeing signs and other landmarks while she had been in the car. And again, his home, she had left fingerprints very intentionally. She was touching things and leaving things everywhere. And at one point, she could hear him using an ATM. So, Hmm. I mean, this girl was just on it. And police were able to track down Bobby Joe Long as their prime suspect. Again, help of Lisa made this possible. Since they knew he had made an ATM withdrawal and they knew about the time frame of when when that ATM happened, police were able to subpoena all ATMs for a list of names of people who had withdrawn money during that time frame. They also knew that his car was a Dodge Magnum, so they also subpoenaed a list of all people that owned a Dodge Magnum. One name came up on both of those lists, and that was Bobby Joe long, so ok. there they they got their break Now, an additional patrol, after they had already kind of identified Bobby as their suspect, a patrol car car had spotted and stopped Long in his his magnum. And at this point, the patrol car doesn't want him to know they're onto him. And they just blatantly lie. They tell him, like, we're looking for a robbery suspect. Your vehicle seems to match that description. And Long is cooperative up to a point. Police are like, do you mind if we search your car? Like, that type of stuff. And he would not let them search his car. But after that point, after patrol, like, informed the investigators, like, hey, we have Bobby Joe Long here. They're like, you follow him. You do not lose him. And he is put under surveillance
1: okay i'm here for it i'm
0: like hanging on every word in addition lisa mcveigh was able to identify bobby joe long as a man who abducted her from a photo lineup she said without a doubt that was him from touching his face that Uh is so wild she like remembered what his mustache felt like like hair just everything she's she is incredible Bobby Joe Long would be arrested on November 16th, 1984, outside of a movie theater where he had been under surveillance. This was 12 days after the abduction of Lisa McVeigh. Again, they were able to connect Long to the murders with the red fibers from his car that was found on all of the victims. So they were able now to go into his car and be like, yep, this is the fiber. We've been looking for it. In addition, before he was officially arrested one report one of the investigators was like we sent our surveillance team they had like people inside watching a movie with him basically and then people outside watching the car they weren't watching a movie with him they were watching him watch a movie (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure there were some parts where they just couldn't tear their eyes away from the screen i'm sure they're like it's my turn to watch you you pay attention to bobby i'm watching i'm gonna watch titanic yeah i don't know what it was but um before he was arrested at this movie theater. Um, One report or one of the officers says that they sent like the um, surveillance team to look at the tire, that unique tire. Um, they just wanted to know, like, what type of tires does he have? And they're like, good year. And then there's this one really weird one. I can't remember what it was called, but it was the one that they couldn't initially identify. I was going to ask about the tire, how that came back. Uh-huh. So after that point, they're like, we've got our man. We're so excited. And they arrest him in the parking lot. And from what I understood, it wasn't. They, like, rushed this man because they didn't know if he was armed. So, like, they're just, da 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 tackled, done.
1: Man, I wish I would have went to the movies that night.
0: (laughs) Don't we all? So, he's arrested. And the arrest and the interrogation were ultimately set up in such a way that they started the focus with Lisa McVeigh. From how I understood this, is authorities kind of got an idea of his personality. I, I believe they worked with, like, a psychologist or someone like a profiler or something like that. I didn't write it down, of course. But they worked with someone who kind of gave him these tips about how to interrogate him so that he would basically confess. So when they arrest him, they're officially arresting him for sexual battery and kidnapping of Lisa McVeigh. They're not arresting him for the murders. They're saying this is for Lisa McVeigh and that's it. When Long goes in, he actually signs a formal Miranda waiver and consent consents to questioning without an attorney present. Oh, good. He's dumb. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, totally dumb. And they begin questioning him about specifically Lisa, and he almost immediately confessed to the abduction and rape of Lisa. Like, he just confesses. Okay. Uh, After that confession, they would begin talking to him about the murder victims. And when initially asked about the murders, Long stated, quote, I'd rather not answer that. He would also go on to state, quote, the complexion of this sure has changed since you came back into the room. I think I might need an attorney. Reportedly, the statement was after the investigator had left the room and had received the news that the carpet fibers from Long's car matched the fibers of the victims. Wow. Yeah, you're going to need an attorney, buddy. In case you're wondering, Long did not get an attorney. He's <laughs> no. not the one. Police did... However, go on to get a confession of eight murders in Hillsborough County and one in Pasco County.
1: Uh, I don't understand him. So he waives his rights. Then he wants a lawyer. Then he's like, well, I killed these people.
0: Yeah. And okay. there is one more. I just don't know where, where this murder occurred. Mm-hmm. Um, so in total, 10 murders.
1: In, what Florida. was it, eight months?
0: Eight months. Oh, my gosh. So... The Hillsborough County State Attorney's Office and Public Defender's Office, they would reach a plea deal for eight out of the nine confession, confessed victims. Um, Sorry, eight out of the ten. One of them I'm not including in that number because it would ultimately be thrown out. So he pleads guilty to eight, eight counts of murder on September 24th, 1985, as well as for the re- abduction and rape of Lisa McVeigh. He would be sentenced to 26 life sentences without the possibility of parole. Hell yeah, he is. Now the other cases, not in the plea deal. At least one of those cases, the state retained this as an option for them to seek the death penalty for Bobby Joe Long. And this one, there's one for Michelle Sims and also there was at one point one for Virginia Johnson. From what I could find something happened and the case would ultimately be thrown out for Virginia Johnson. So that's why I'm kind of like she is a victim, but 8 out of 9 because those are the ones he was able to be tried for.
1: I'm sure it was probably some technicality like the the very very first one, wasn't it? The first time he ever went to court.
0: I don't I don't know for sure. But something happened and he would actually be acquitted. So The state, they're like, yeah, we're going for the death penalty. So they used um, Michelle Sims. And in July 1986, he would be found guilty and sentenced to death. Now, from what I could find, it stated that Long's confession had actually been thrown out because he did request an attorney. Mm -hmm. He just wasn't provided one. And he still continued to confess. So technically, that was was not legal. The other eight still stand because he pled guilty to those. Okay. Those eight still stand. Now, like I said, from what I could find, it was thrown out. But in the 80s, they were allowed to still proceed directly to the penalty phase or the sentencing phase. So he didn't technically go to trial. He just went straight to sentencing. Oh, and okay. I had to ask my dad about this because I'm like, this if that was thrown out, why didn't he go through trial? And I'm going to tell you right now, my dad has no clue either. Because he's like, if that confession was thrown out, he still should have gone through a trial. Yeah. So... We're not sure what changed in Florida in the 80s, but something was going on. Look, Florida is always crazy. Now, regardless, he does get the death penalty and he would have the two sentences of the death penalty, one for Virginia Johnson and one for uh, Michelle Sims. Long would appeal his conviction for that of Virginia Johnson and that would be vacated and the conviction reversed. So the case would be remanded back to trial with directions to enter an order of acquittal for her murder. So I'm not, I couldn't find many details on that. So I'm not sure why or what happened that that was acquitted. Um, mm-hmm. But he's not been arrested or he's not being held for her murder. He still, however, has one count of death penalty sentence. One count of death? Nope. He still has um, one charge of death penalty for Michelle Sims. And he would begin being represented by the Capital Collateral Regional Council. And this is the state office in Florida that defended death row inmates on their appeals. So, like, this group is helping, right? Like, we're going to help you appeal, blah, blah, blah. Longwood, however, go on to accuse this office of breaking attorney-client privilege on April 24th, 1999. He claimed that the agency shared his private letters to a book author. He also accused the agency of running a death pool. So, basically, he claimed that this agency was placing bets on when death row inmates would be executed (laughs) sorry an investigation of these claims found that this was unfounded like there no there this was not happening he's just he's a drama queen has he ever been like psychologically tested um not that i'm aware
1: i just wonder if he has like all about me syndrome or something
0: that's narcissism isn't it i believe so yeah okay Long, he would petition a writ of mandamus, uh, and this basically was him saying Bob Billinger, the public defender, would have to relinquish possession and control of his file in the case of v. Long. This was again denied. They're like, no, good try, though. He's like, no, we don't. Now, after all of these appeals, according to Florida Department of Corrections, Long was ultimately sentenced to serve one five-year prison sentence. Four 99-year prison sentences, 28 life sentences, and one death sentence. In
1: what order do those have to be? Does a death sentence come
0: first, or does it come? They're not all consecutive. Some of them could be served concurrently, but ultimately he was, he had a lot going on. He wasn't going nowhere. He wasn't going anywhere. Okay. On April 23rd. 2019 florida governor ron DeSantis would sign bobby joe long's death warrant bobby joe long would have his final meal on may 23rd 2019 and i know you want to know what it is i was hoping you could tell me it was roast beef bacon french fries and soda doesn't
1: even so- make sense <laughs> there's no gravy
0: in there even I'm assuming there was gravy. This was just the basic. It wasn't going to be like roast beef and gravy. It was. I bet. I
1: hope they gave him a dry roast beef. (laughs) With burnt bacon. And soggy french fries. That's what I hope he got. And a flat soda.
0: And a flat soda. A flat old soda. (laughs) He would be executed by lethal injection. And pronounced dead at 7pm on May 23rd, 2019. He made no final statements. Now, Lisa McVeigh was present at his um, injection. I don't know what's that. What is that called? His, his um, demise? Yes. Uh, she basically said she wanted him to look her in the eye as he died. Hell yeah. But this coward closed his eyes the entire time. He's so stupid.
1: He He's sucks. the worst. He's, so, oh my God.
0: Yeah. Now, in Long's life, it is speculated that he committed at least 50 rapes, that's five zero, as the classified ad rapist, and 10 murders. Oh
1: now, a God. lot of
0: these rapes he was never prosecuted for, and that's likely due to statute of limitations. Now, when he was captured, he was actually wanted in three different Tampa Bay jurisdictions. And you might ask, what happened to Lisa McVeigh? In 1994, Lisa would begin working for the Hillsborough County Parks and Recreation Department. Reportedly, she had to call in a break-in to the police, and the police officer responding told her, quote, You've got the attitude to be a cop, ever thought of that. In 1999, she would become a dispatcher and a reserve deputy for the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office. She would go on to put herself through the police academy, and she would be deputized in 2004-2005. She now works in the same department that found and arrested Bobby Joe Long. hell Yes, She's, she does. Yes. She specializes in sex crimes and working to protect children. She also works as a middle school resource officer, and she uses her story to help the middle schoolers know how to handle potentially dangerous, dangerous situations. I am one big goosebump right now. <laughs> you are just a goose. Yes. Bump. <laughs> And Lisa also once stated, quote, I would say, thank you for choosing me and not another 17-year-old girl. Another 17-year-old girl probably wouldn't have been would have been able to handle it the way I have. I truly believe that all the abuse I'd been through in my life helped me get out of that situation. Like, this Lisa, lady. Ma'am. Yeah. She has no chill, and I love it. I love her so much. Now, this case has been featured on so many different documentaries. The FBI Files, Forensic Files, I Survived, I Escaped My Killer, Killer Doctors on Death Row, Evil Lives Here, The Monster I Married, World's Most Evil Killers, On the Case with Paula Zahn, Monster in My Family, Mark of a Killer. Like, there's plenty of documentaries, guys. I didn't watch all of them because that was a lot. But I did watch, like, two or three. Yeah, pull one out of a hat and she's probably on there. Now, this case actually caught my attention. It also messed up my TikTok algorithm. I shouldn't have liked the TikTok video. (laughs) Um, But it is a lifetime movie called Believe Me, The Abduction of Lisa McVeigh. It was actually a pretty good movie. If you like those types of movies, it did feature Lisa McVeigh, like her as a person at the very end. It was actually really good. I'm going to have to look that up. I'll send it to you. Thank you. But it was, yes. So that is my story about Bobby Joe Long, but more specifically about the badass Lisa McVeigh.
1: Okay, yeah, I she's my hero.
0: She literal hero.
1: Yeah, like period. The end. I she is what I aspire to be, and I want to be her when I grow up. Me too. Ditto.
0: And I did include pictures of her when she was a teenager, as well as uh, more current.
1: That picture of her when she's a teenager just breaks my heart because she looks so happy and so innocent and knowing everything that she went through. hmm I hope her deodorant never breaks. She never gets a flat tire.
0: I just, I love, so the picture I included of her as an adult is actually in her uniform. And I just love that picture.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, she looks like she's like, that's right. She looks so
1: confident, but yeah. not an ass about it. That's what she, I get from this picture.
0: She looks like she knows a lot and that I would trust her yeah, over anyone, anyone else. Yeah. Like,
1: no, sir, please step aside. I don't care if she works for you. I want to talk to her.
0: Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, thank God you had a feel good story. I mean, <sighs> not not, okay, not completely. Not. Like it ended yeah. feel
0: goody. I know, but it was still mm-hmm. not feel good.
1: At least you had a good ending. I'm happy yeah. for that. Thank you. I needed that. You want Everybody probably
0: need that. I know. You wanna know something real funny? What? I realized as I was reading my notes, instead of putting Bobby, I was putting Booby. <laughs> <laughs> Booby. Booby Joe Long. He wishes. I bet you anything that's what they oh, wait. um That's, that's what they called saying? him as a kid. That's what they called him as a kid. I bet that's
1: that's what they tormented him with. They 100 percent called him <laughs> Booby Joe Long. Or Booby Yo those are long. I don't know. Anything. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm calling him now. This is Booby Joe Long. Uh, Yes. Loser. (laughs) He's the worst. He's the worst. He's the literal worst. I feel sorry for him when he was younger. I'm sure he had it (laughs) hard as a kid, but also like it doesn't give you the right to do what you did when you were grown and in control of your actions.
0: We always say we feel bad for the serial killer when they were babies. Mm hmm. And I when just, they were innocent, I don't know that he was innocent for very long in his life. That's that, booby Joe still sucks. <laughs> well, that's my story for you. So you're welcome. Now, you know why I was so excited because I was like, "Oh, there's some feel goods in here. Uh, yeah, we're not used to that. I
1: not at all. I was kind of excited because when I opened up the drive and I saw the pictures, I was thinking like, OK, we have a female cop here. I, I, I think I can feel good about this.
0: Oh, yes, you can. I didn't know what die. happened, but. I'm glad I could give you one you didn't know.
1: I'm glad you could give
2: me
0: one with a happy ending. As happy as it could be. Also, one thing I did not say, and I don't know if you caught it. His first victim, the one that he first murdered, was the last one found.
1: No, I didn't catch that. Oh yeah, so crap.
0: She was murdered. Let me find it in my notes. Um artist Ann Wick, she was murdered on March 27th and she was found on November 22nd. And that was the last last victim they found.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm really glad they found her. Oh, definitely. Did he lead them to any
0: bodies or he didn't help at all? I don't think he led them to any bodies, but he did confess to more than what they had. So they were like, "Oh, Not expecting that. I wonder if he would have had he known. I honestly don't think he paid attention to where he left them necessarily. Because he kept trophies in his home, like some jewelry or random things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, There was one report that said he had like a a book of pictures of all the women and victim plus some that were like part of the, the classified ad rapists. Mm -hmm. i couldn't find anything else to validate that so i just kind of left it out what a prick nobody likes him no i hope that the entire time he was in prison he was in a full body cast that he could not move in yes that
1: he got no pleasure out of whatsoever i hope it was a little too tight i hope it suffocated him but not enough to die
0: I hope he's rotting in hell.
1: I'm sure they have a special place for him. I'm sure they have like a seat with his name on it.
0: In heaven, there's like a seat waiting for Lisa McVeigh.
1: Oh my they're, god, yes. they're going to have to
0: dust it off. They're going to be like, here, Lisa, this is your throne.
1: No, even they don't. It no dust reaches that thing. They dust and it every day with like
0: three times a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner.
1: Yes, with baby. But I don't
0: know. Fairy dust. Yes, that one.
1: Yeah. So I told you I was also excited
0: for my story tonight. Now I'm excited because mine is out of my head. At
1: first, I want to apologize to New Jersey, New Doisy, because (laughs) I really underestimated this cryptid. Now he's one of my favorites. Do you know what it is? I think so. I mean, it literally says it on one of the pictures. I did my story on the Jersey Devil.
0: Yes, I was going to say the Beast of Jersey, and I knew that wasn't right.
1: No, this is the Beast of New Jersey. Yes, okay. Um, He's been around for a hot minute. People have talked about him, reported seeing him for over 250 years. So basically the entire time the United States has been the United States. They've been talking about the the Jersey Devil. Are you ready? Are you ready for a... Choose your own adventure style mental picture. So there's a couple different ways that the Jersey devil has been described, but it is always a bipedal creature. It's usually either a kangaroo or a wyvern body. And do you know what a wyvern is? No, I knew what it was, but I had to look it up. It's a dragon, but the dragon only has two back feet and a tail, so it doesn't have any arms. It seems awful. I didn't like it, um, but they didn't ask my opinion, so.
0: I'm asking your opinion right now.
1: Kangaroo. I would rather a kangaroo (laughs) over that wyvern any day.
0: Uh, But a kangaroo with a cat head?
1: No, a kangaroo with the neck and head of either a horse or a goat. With glowing red eyes. Okay. And... Whichever horrible Mr. Potato Head you've got together right now, they all have leathery bat wings, horns, tiny arms with clawed hands, two legs that have cloven hooves, and a forked tail.
0: I'm sorry, my brain just glitched. What? hmm
1: <clears throat> So it's a kangaroo with a horse head, bat wings, horns. Uh dinosaur arms like devil feet yeah but with claws yeah
0: oh did t-rex t-rex well i guess guess they do
1: i guess they do i just don't imagine their claws mattering because they're 76 feet long with two foot long arms so what are you really going to scratch there
0: something that gets right there the fly that's bugging the shit out of you i guess
1: Okay, we're just sitting here with our T-Rex
0: on. Oh, and a forked tail.
1: They're also incredibly fast. And they uh, frequently just release this blood-curdling scream. So they're just all around great. Just frequently? They're just like waking up in the morning and screaming? I mean, I do. But, yeah. That's that's how people know. They just hear a blood curdling scream in the night in the middle of the forest, and they're like, "Amanda's here." That's yeah, James somebody and woke
2: Amy.
1: Her up. <laughs> Annie woke up at three a.m. again. Here we are. Your core coworkers <laughs> are like, hide. <laughs> they know when I'm co- when I come in, like how much coffee I've had. I'll put it that way. Okay, gotcha. Now, obviously, I told you since he's one of my new favorites, we're going to talk about his history. Okay. That little house you see there, that is supposedly the house that he was born in. And he was born, Or was he was, He was born. No, he was born. Well, yeah, he was born regardless. But there are a couple different stories of his background. The most common one, well, actually, I should say all of them first. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm really excited. <laughs> so this house is located in the New Jersey Pine Barrens. And they're called the Pine Barrens for a reason. The soil here is really acidic and it's really nutrient poor. And European, European settlers had a lot of trouble growing crops in the air area in the air.
0: I would have trouble <laughs> growing crops in the air, too.
1: They had trouble growing crops in this area, but they were stubborn on not moving. I guess at this time they didn't have U-Hauls. They just had their covered wagons and maybe one ox. So... They settled there anyway, and they called it Leeds Point. And on a stormy night in 1735, this Quaker woman had gone into labor. Her name was Deborah Leeds. She was known as Mother Leeds. And she was married to Japheth Leeds. I don't know. It's a great name if I said it right.
0: Why does that sound (laughs) like a feminine name to me? Like Lynette Japheth. I
1: I could be saying this very wrong. It's J-A-P-H-E-T. It sounds like Jaffet. It reminds me of Jaffar.
2: Geppetto? Jaffet. Jaffet. Jaffet.
0: Oh, Jaffet leads. This is like a computer saying it, so I don't necessarily believe it.
1: I bet it said it just like that. Happy about it, wasn't it? Jaffet. Yeah, Jaffet. Jaffet. I didn't name him, so I'm just going to say Jaffet because I did see it spelt like this in multiple places. Jaffet. So old Jaffet and Deborah,
0: <laughs> and there Jaffit, was... get Debbie over
1: here. Oh, Jaffet and Deborah were busy.
0: Well, yeah, sounds like they gave birth to a <laughs> whole ass devil.
1: Some people say um, that her name that she had a different name. I saw her referred to as Deborah because they apparently got Jaffet Leeds. They got his name from records left. I believe it was his will from where he had left something to all of the kids. And apparently everyone he named in it all added up to Deborah Leeds being
0: mother Leeds in this situation. Oh, um, I have good news, though. Okay. We're going to backtrack. It's Jeff A, Silent T. It is absolutely Jeff A. <laughs> it is Jaffe all day here okay. i just i found one one video with it spelled how you have it jaffe mm-hmm. jaffe 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 is the most common
1: jaffe is am i afraid we if okay if i have another kid you're naming them jaffe i'm at least throwing it in the ring
0: i feel like you should spell it where it's like jeff with an e on the n like jaffe like cafe but jeff yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God! Perfect. I want my kids to hate me. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, so
0: yeah, he's not really okay. in the story. One more what? thing, spell what? it with a G. Jaffe, like, like Jeff, like Jeff, the yeah, the mongoose.
1: Okay, if he doesn't let me put Jaffe, I'm putting in Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna let me have one here?
0: Okay, Jaffe or Jeff? I will stop interrupting. <laughs>
1: Okay, so the only reason Jaffe is even in this story was because him and Deborah had 12 kids. Mine just started crying because even she's terrified of that. Yeah, they had 12 kids together. Um, and Deborah was pregnant with her, their 13th. Yeah. So it was said that she gave, I said she gave health to a healthy baby. She, she gave, gave birth health to a healthy baby. Yes, She gave her she health gave- to the baby. <laughs> she did, technically. Yep. She gave birth to a healthy baby. It was healthy for a good while. A couple minutes. Um, and then... Like, this is a human baby she D- gave Yes, birth she gave birth to a perfect human baby. Okay. And then in- over the course of a couple minutes... Um,
0: a couple minutes?
1: Yeah, it started growing. And it grew to have an elongated body, winged shoulders, a horse-like head, cloven feet, and a thick tail. What the hell devil are you tingling with? So they did the rational thing and they kept it locked away before it escaped through a cellar door and flew away into the sky.
0: You know, they didn't do a great job locking it away.
1: They really did. You put a board across the cellar doors because if you didn't, you're asking for
0: this thing to get loose. Also, I'm pretty sure you just birthed it. That's child abuse and neglect.
1: Yeah, I was going to throw the uh, and neglect in there, but yeah, you do it. This is very um, Clara Markova. What was her name?
0: Yeah, Clara Mar- was it Markova? Markova. I don't know if it was Markova, but I know it was Clara. Do you want me to look?
1: Clara Morova. that's Marova. what it was. Yeah, I had to pull up my old notes. What part was I had?
0: Oh, oh okay, yeah, so it it got out, as, as devils do. Okay, wait, they saw it for a couple minutes. Did it say if it was a boy or a girl? It did
1: not. It just said that it was a healthy baby, and then it was a horse with bat I, wings
0: and a tail. I just want to know what they identify as, so that we can call the Jersey Devil what they truly are.
2: Um,
0: Devil? I
1: believe it identifies as a devil. Okay, that's acceptable. Can
0: I identify as a devil? If, you, if you'd if like. Yeah. Okay. Who I would like tell to, you? Know? I would like to identify as a devil going forward. That's, it's done. Actually, I would like to identify as a hellion going forward. Okay. I knight you with my <laughs> vape.
1: Because <laughs> that's what I had close. I knight you. Um, they devil.
2: Because I don't know what devils prefer. You can call me a she devil. It's fine. Cody already does. Uh, Yeah, I know. That's why I said it's fine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so there's two more stories. The next one is another story that said a girl from Leeds Point, which is the town that we're in, she fell in love. But she fell in love with a British soldier, which is. What are you thinking, girl? This is another origin
0: story, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. How dare she fall in love with a British soldier? They
1: are the enemy. What are you thinking? Disgusting. They have cooties. That's exactly what the town folks said. They said, he has cooties. You're a traitor. Uh, They called, they accused her of being a liaison. They accused her of
0: something. (laughs) Oh,
1: that was saucy sorry i'm not <laughs> they, they accused her of treason and they cursed her
0: and that seems this, like an overreaction just put her in jail for a couple weeks
1: yeah just like keep her away from the british man so this girl from leeds she didn't give a heck and she went off she married her man they had a happy life she gave birth to a child later and this baby was born with bat wings Horse head and a tail. It flew around the room, screeched at them, and then escaped through the chimney.
0: You all know what visual I have for that. I would love to. I was hoping I, you'd tell me. I imagine Hagrid with a baby dragon, but the Jersey Devil flying.
1: <laughs> Wait, no, that one hundred percent tracks.
0: Yeah, the British officer was actually Hagrid. Exactly. And it was actually, uh, gosh, what is the dragon's name? Norbert.
1: It was Norbert, yeah. All I could think of was Pin Dragon and that's from nope. well, everything.
0: It was but... Norbert. Yes, little baby Norbert. <gasps> oh, that means magic's real then. Done.
2: Yeah. Um <laughs>
1: So there's one more. This one might be my favorite because it is just You thought that was an exaggeration. Just hold on.
0: An exaggeration or an overreaction? both okay
1: (laughs) i thought it was just an overreaction i didn't know i thought it was an exaggeration i feel like they exaggerated a little bit like yes okay she's dating a british officer and he might be trying to kill the united states but no there's no but love is love love is love the heart wants what the heart wants I was going to start my story, but then I just started thinking, like, the heart wants what it wants, and then a the devil flies out your hoo-ha.
0: Could be worse. Yeah.
1: And that's at how Mom met
0: Dad. At least it flies out your hoo-ha and doesn't, like, erupt. Cody's been watching Alien vs. Predator. Oh, so, uh, uh,
1: okay, yeah. So at least you have the opportunity to live afterwards. Yeah. <laughs>
0: the third and final story is,
1: um, it's a beggar woman's fault there's a young woman on her way home from the market and she's approached by this beggar woman. Um, And the woman is, she's wanting food, money, anything, anything you can spare. And the young woman was terrified and disgusted and rebuffed her. And it's like, you cannot have my coins.
0: You bear change. It's fine.
1: Yeah. No, you can't have anything. She told her to go get a job. And so the beggar woman cursed her. And the the beggar woman she,
0: has a job. She is yeah. a professional
1: cursor. She, she plays the long game, too. And this woman found out the hard way. She went on, grew up, met a man, got married. And in 1850, she gave birth to her first child. Which made me, when I read that, it made me wonder if she had more after this. But her first child was a son. Uh, and it became a devil and fled into the woods. So are there more devils out there? I would like to think so.
2: But so if not, the devil all still siblings. has friends.
1: They are all siblings, yeah. Can you imagine, like, the sibling rivalry? Can you imagine all the lines stretched across the planet that's just dividing the bedrooms and the spaces? All the duct tape lines? That's what those are. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever his origin might be. Uh, it's said that he likes to wreak havoc, cause a little trouble. He causes crops to fail. He makes cows quit producing their milk. He's blamed for any loss of livestock, which is... I'm starting to feel bad for him. At this point, because he's starting to feel like the Jer- the New Jersey scapegoat and not the New Jersey devil.
0: Listen, if he's the reason I can't grow vegetables for the life of me, I'll take it. Like it's fine as long as I know it's not me. See, that's my point, though. Like
1: it sounds like these people just suck at farming.
0: Well, I mean, I know I suck at farming, but
1: I mean, I'm not I... bad at it. So, but I will be if it means I'll get to be friends with the Jersey.
0: I would like some assistance with the gardening, not some inconvenience. So if he can fly over and help some sprinkle some little veggie dust or something. I don't think he's going to be good at that. Cuz
1: they you know, what, that- even
0: if he can just help like clear up the weeds. That's fine. Let those die. Uh, you might have to work with him a little bit. He
1: could probably try to clear off the weeds. Um oh, I'm just thinking the weeds in
0: my yard as a whole.
1: Yeah, your yaho your, your whole yard might be gone. What did fine. I did I just
0: say that correctly? Your whole yard might be gone?
1: At the beginning it felt like
0: Yahoi. Yahoy. You did say Yahoy. I was just <laughs> gonna cut it out for you. But now it's gonna stay.
1: Oh, your whole yard might be gone. Because that's fine.
0: I can just reseed and start from scratch.
1: If that's what you want, he can do it. Oh, maybe he can take out a tree for me. Absolutely. He blows the tops off of the trees, actually. Can he blow the whole tree off of the tree? <laughs> he could probably give it a shot. Okay. If he could blow the top off, I'm sure if he starts at the bottom, he can do something.
0: Even if he starts at the top and works his way down, I'm fine with that.
1: Oh, he could probably do that.
0: Yeah, Bye.
1: He also boils streams. So if you want a hot tub, he's your guy. He boils streams. Yeah, like little rivers and stuff, he Boils them.
0: So if you get into a stream and it's boiling, mm-hmm. he's nearby. Is it? How is he doing? It? Is he like breathing fire? Is he getting in? I just I need details of how he's doing. It.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. We don't have those details. He's the <sighs> devil. That's all I know. Maybe he I, does it with his glowing
0: red eyes. Maybe he just gets in and he's just he's got a temper. That's what it is. He's trying to cool down. Mm-hmm. He's just pissed <laughs> off. Can't blame him. Parents abandoned him. Locked him up. Something. They were just he like, abandoned his right. parents.
1: They left that one window open like my friend's parrot when she was a kid. Just gone, never to be seen again.
0: They did that intentionally. They're like, We can't let the townsfolk know that they were right about the cooties on the British man. You know what? If they're that petty,
1: <laughs> I have to appreciate that. Because if I got in a fight with my neighbor or something and they were like, well, just watch your child be born with a tail. I'll be like, shit on you, Martha. I'll be damned before I let you know you're right. (laughs) Uh, So he blows the tops off of trees. He causes streams to boil. He's also said to foreshadow disasters and be a symbol of impending war. Does that remind anybody of anyone else? Mothman. Mothman. And Mini Moth. So we have Minnie Moth and Joyzy Devil. Joyzy Devil. hmm So I have a couple of quick sightings for you, and these are all they're all pretty old, but you're gonna love them. I basically just picked a few, but a lot of like seemingly prominent people have seen this creature. So I definitely have them in here. Uh, Commodore Steven Decatur. He just sounds fancy. He was a 19th century American naval hero, and he was visiting the Hanover Millworks to inspect cannons way back in the day. And he was at a firing range. I guess that's what you do when you inspect cannons. You take them out to the shoot trees or something. I don't know. But they were at the firing range, and he sees this creature just flapping in the sky. And everyone was like, oh, my God, what is that? but not Stephen Decatur. He shot it
0: and he hit it with this cannon. The dick. The thing just, just to get his area fancied up, maybe he's got a hot date for the night, company coming over and you're just going to shoot him with a cannon? This thing just flew away.
1: Didn't even like break stride. It's just like fish posh. <laughs> I have places to be. Uh Joseph Bonaparte? He was the king of Naples. He was later the king of Spain. He was Napoleon's brother. You remember that guy? The little guy that didn't like being little? Him.
0: Yeah, I remember him.
1: His brother, Joseph, saw the Jersey Devil while he was hunting in the woods near Bordentown, New Jersey. And same thing kind of happened. He saw it and he's like, oh, that's a strange creature. Let me shoot it. And I just think he never hit it, personally. But... He says he hit it and the thing just flew away unharmed. Completely unharmed.
0: Good. I don't think he hit it.
1: This one's my favorite because it's a love story. Ooh. That's it. Captain William Kidd. He is... I'd say he's infamous. Captain Kidd, he was either a vicious pirate or a loyal privateer who was framed by the people who enlisted him. He's got a very, like, I might have to do a story on him. He's fun. But he was rumored to have buried treasure in Barnegat Bay, New Jersey. And while him and his crew were burying this treasure, he cut off the head of one of his own crewmen so the man could guard his treasure forever. I guess he was thinking, I don't know, I guess he was sitting there digging and just wondering, what happens when he leaves? Oh, we can leave Steve here to, to guard it forever. He didn't replace the toilet paper after he used it, so...
0: But why Steve? Like, I'm sure there's someone worse. Do they, like, draw
1: straws? I don't know. Maybe he got um, a second bowl at... What do they call... What do pirates call food? Grub? Mass? Mass? What? No, wait. That's the army, isn't it?
0: uh, Mass is church, isn't it? That's what I think. (laughs) I think mass is church. Yeah, I would... Oh, mess. Mess. Oh, I was like, wait, what? Mass is church. The galley is the kitchen. Grub is the food. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at pirate speak. Uh, maybe he grabbed an extra bowl of burgoo.
1: <laughs> Wonder- That's absolutely
0: what he did. Because it sure sounds delicious. Especially since the definition has the word vile in it. It's so- a vile mash of boiled oatmeal with salt, sugar, and butter. Oh, that does sound vile. Maybe he wouldn't eat his burgoo that the captain made and the captain took it to personally. heart. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> and he's like, Rick didn't want any of my burgoo. You gotta go. <laughs> so he cut off his head and said, no more
0: burgoo for you. Or well, For us, the rest of the crew was like, no, me instead. <laughs> okay, <I'm laughs> what even better is what I just figured out what cackle fruit is. <laughs> what is that? It's eggs. You guys can't see, but Amanda is dying.
1: She's... Does that make the birds cacklers? <laughs> no. Cackle fruit? Cackle fruit. Oh I gotta hold on. I gotta put that on the grocery list. Oh god. <laughs> okay, so we'll take it. So Ricky didn't want any of the cackle fruit that. No,
0: no it was the other one, the bur- burgoo?
1: burgoo, yeah. Burgoo. So Ricky didn't want any of Captain Kid's ca-
0: bergou, and what Captain Kid doesn't know is he's the reason that the description says the word vile in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it's not. There's a reason it's burgoo and not bergood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, he cut off cut off one of his own crewmen's head to protect the treasure forever, Ooh. but. People still, to this day, claim that they see the ghost of this headless pirate and the Jersey Devil late in the evening walking along the Atlantic and in nearby marshlands. Just walking, strolling together.
0: Hand in hand. One T-Rex arm.
1: That's how I imagine it, yeah. So the Jersey Devil
2: has a type. Yes, headless. Okay.
1: They're like, you have a horse head too? Wow. And the
0: spirit's like, yeah, sure.
1: He's like, as long as you don't make me burgoo.
0: And the Jersey devil's like, no, it's steak for dinner tonight.
1: Yeah. Steak and cackle fruit. What are you, crazy? What's happening? <laughs> um, In, okay, so the week of January 16th to the 23rd in 1909, we're fast forwarding here. We jumped. Newspapers allegedly printed hundreds of claims from witnesses ranging from South Georgia all the way to Philadelphia. They were finding prints in the snow. These this strange footprint. Um, Multiple sources claimed that this creature attacked a trolley car in Haddon Heights. It It attacked a social club in Camden. Police fired at it in Camden and Bristol, Pennsylvania. They hit it, but it flew away. Uh, and people, all these people claiming to have hit it. Yeah, it makes me wonder. Like, there's you—you you couldn't have hit it right. Like, which I mean, I guess you could have. But if he shot it with a cannon and it flew away, I'm pretty sure these little these gunshots just feel like mosquitoes. He's just like flicking them off with his
0: little. He's t- like, bloodsuckers. Yeah. he can't Towards flick them off though because if it hits his leg, he's like.
1: <laughs> yeah, he has to like bend. His, oh, he uses his uses his tail. I was going to say he uses oh, his tail. <laughs> his tail, yeah, like cows and flies. <laughs> Towards the end of the week, uh, papers were printing witness reports claiming to see not only the footprints but the creature itself in South Jersey, Delaware, and Western Maryland. And in the Delaware Valley specifically, people were losing their minds. Uh, Schools were closed. People were staying home from work. Groups of vigilantes and hunters. And these are two different groups. From what I read, the hunters had their own group and the vigilantes had their own group. And they just went out into the countryside hunting this creature.
0: Wait, what's the difference at this point between a hunter and a vigilante? Aren't they both vigilantes at that point? Well, I would imagine the hunters have some
1: set of, special skills and the vigilantes are just rich like batman so they have night vision goggles i guess what year was this again
0: 1909 so they've got torches
1: (laughs) yes they have torches and (laughs) probably not night vision goggles they have a telescope
0: i was like there's no way they have night vision goggles they
1: have a telescope and hopefully the moon and that's it i'm going with the hunter's I feel like they're no more. Oh, it was even rumored that the Philadelphia Zoo around this time offered a $10,000 reward for anybody that could catch this creature. And they promised to give it its very own spot in the zoo. They would take good care of it.
0: I mean, I like that they're willing to take care of it, but let it be free.
1: That's what I think. I don't. I mean, it's already fought its entire life through cellar doors and chimneys to not be. Looking for its mom and dad. That's all it wants. It got away and it wants to go back. Looking for Hagrid. (laughs) During this time, Norman Jeffries, he was a publicist for a street museum in Philadelphia. And he kept hearing about these sightings. And he was already kind of on edge because the museum he worked at was really close to closing. So Jeffries had an idea. He goes to his friend Jacob Hope, the animal trainer. And they bought a kangaroo from the circus. Circus. Which I feel like should be harder to do. But 1900s, I guess they were wild.
0: I was like 1909. They're like, yeah, sure, take the kangaroo. We'll get another yeah, one.
1: Mm-hmm. Like what actual money?
0: Yeah. They're all just hopping around in Australia. Like it's no biggie.
1: Yeah, we can get a dozen of them. And emus. Do you want emus? We got a ton of those too.
0: Well, no, emus at this point, they might... um They might be a little more scarce after the war.
1: Yeah, probably. Good point. (laughs) They bought this kangaroo and they glued fake bat wings and claws to it. And then they publicly declared that they caught this creature and displayed it in the museum. But I guess uh, Norman Jeffries kind of felt bad about it because he did eventually admit that this was a fake. Twenty years later, people bought that for twenty years. That's what I'm wondering. Like, there's no way
0: y'all just had to ruin with bat wings,
1: yeah, and claws. You like, can't see he... the glue. Y'all had to have gone in there, and one of those bat wings was probably a little cockeyed, and his little like one of his claws was falling off. That's not just a bad manicure. I guess it's actually literally a bad manicure. They did a bad job. It's just glue. They bought that for 20 years. I can't imagine a kangaroo sitting still for the animal trainer or not. I can't imagine a a kangaroo sitting there and allowing you to glue wings to its back or
0: claws to its hand. What if it punches them? I do wonder if the reason they were able to get away with it is because, you know, we're in a modern day world. I can Google a kangaroo Mm. with a cat head and I'll find it on the Internet. (laughs) But I wonder if people from the area weren't familiar with what kangaroos looked like. Oh, they didn't have Google. That's yeah. what it was. I, yeah. I wonder, I mean, I know they a lot of them might have, like, this is just a kangaroo. Mm-hmm. But if people aren't familiar with what they're looking at, they might just be like, okay, Jersey Devil. Yeah.
1: Okay. I could see that. Today, the Jersey Devil is a cryptid gaining popularity, especially in its home state. This one of the stories about uh, how the Jersey Devil was born was actually posted on New Jersey's official website, nj.gov. Love Love it. it. Love it. Their hockey team is named the New Jersey Devils. And from what I read, I don't follow hockey, so be nice to me. But from what I read, apparently this team was originally from, uh, I think it was Kansas City. And when they moved to New Jersey, people voted, and this was the name that everybody voted on, the New Jersey Devils. The Jersey Devil Roller Coaster at Six Flags Great Adventure in New Jersey. They they just keep... They're all about the Jersey
0: Devil. We need Devils. to go to
1: that Six Flags. We need to go to all of the Six Flags ever. That one first. Yes.
0: Or, or maybe that one's different. a grand finale.
1: Wait, can we just go on a trip around the United States? Just go into Six Flags?
0: Dad, is that allowed? We're not going is to you... see ghosts. We're not going to no. see cryptids. We're not hunting anything. We're going to see one Jersey devil. And, and it's an amusement park. Yes. That is a ride. It's just named after. Yeah. I think that's acceptable.
1: Let's plan it. Let's go ahead and plan it. And then we'll go and then we'll come back and ask him.
0: Okay, dad, you heard that. I'll <laughs> ask for forgiveness later.
1: Um, yeah, the state seems to be proud of their devil. They seem to kind of lean into it. Except for one man that the podfather might get along with. His name is Angus Gillespie.
0: Oh, Angus.
1: He is a professor of American studies at Rutgers University, and he's a leading New Jersey folklorist. So I wanted to end my story with his words. He was quoted as saying, the Jersey devil is evil. He's known for slitting the throats of babies in their cribs. This is not a cartoon. It's a monster. In my opinion, it's not a joke. It's not a comic strip. It's a real terrifying creature, and we're in danger of losing that point of view. He also, um, by the way, does not approve of the vote that led the hockey team to be named the Jersey Devils. He said there's only one devil. It's not plural, and he doesn't believe the Jersey Devil should be idolized or popularized the way it has been in recent years. I
0: don't know that the Podfather would necessarily get along. I think... The pod father might just be like, really, you think this is real? You don't think it's just a freaking hairless bird? I don't know. Apparently not.
1: Apparently he believes this is a real monster slitting the throats of babies in their cribs. Which feels like, what have you got against him? Also, isn't this thing big? I don't know. Some people said that it was about three or four feet tall. And other people said that it was like six to eight feet tall. So to well, me, just, it sounds,
0: like you just grown up. Well, I'm just thinking, if it's like eight feet tall, how is it getting in to slit a baby's throat in a crib? Like that's awful. But I don't see how it's getting in the house to do that.
1: That feels like a stretch to me, Mister Gillespie. I'm with you. I don't. I don't know if I believe that.
0: I'm. I'm struggling,
1: but I've got my baby monitor here. So
0: just she's not case. under a window, right?
1: No, she's against a wall.
0: Oh, you're good can't reach in
1: no no okay
0: as you think about it
1: i did think about it yeah which technically that part of the house is like up up off the ground too so they would need a ladder so or to just fly and they've
0: Shit. got t-rex arms yeah they ain't getting in no windows <laughs> like it's fine angus come on Angus get your shit together oh come on Angus no I would like to uh talk to Angus regardless I think he'd be a hoot I
1: want to know like what he knows as a the leading New Jersey folklorist
0: that's what I was gonna say I want to first of all I want to get a couple mules in him and just get all the good stuff
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know like okay what do you think about this What about this? Tell me the good juicy stuff. And I'm hoping he pulls out pictures and he's like, look, here's the Jersey devil on my phone. That's how I know it's real.
1: So you got to do the Jersey devil last, though, because it sounds like. It sounds like this is something that's really going to get him riled up.
0: It sounds personal, too.
1: It does. Yeah. The interview I read, he was not happy.
0: Can you blame him?
1: No, I'm very happy. (laughs) Wait, no, yes, I can blame him. I'm very happy. I love him. Him and Mothman and the Headless Pirate are all just holding hands, walking down the beach in my mind right now.
0: Mothman was the best man at the wedding. Oh my God, Mothman was the best man. He was the best moth.
1: I love this. I I wish I could draw, or I wish (laughs) I was creative in some way, shape, or form so I could... I could express these feelings that I'm feeling.
0: That's a good thing we know who we could reach out to if we need to.
1: Yeah.
0: The same person that created our lovely cover art, which we love so much with our donkey and roller skates.
1: Yeah. I I might have to write this down for later. We probably should.
0: (laughs) Anyway. Thank you all for listening to Helen Hills podcast. To see pictures from this episode, you can follow us on Instagram, Helen Hills podcast, Twitter, Helen Hills pod, or Facebook by searching Helen Hills podcast. You can find us on Linktree by typing in Hell on Heels Podcast. If you want to support us, please like, review, rate, share, and subscribe on your preferred listening platforms. If you want to take your support one step further so we can create more content for you, you can donate through Patreon, where we're working to release specials for our patrons. If you have your own true crime or paranormal stories, suggestions, or just words of encouragement, please email us at hellonheelspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening. Be sure to tell your friends to listen, to listen with you as well. Bye! Bye!